Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 17th of February, and as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. You can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read the disclaimer in full, or you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there. And if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today, we'd love to have you on board. You can always sign up for a free trial there. All right, well, an interesting night once again, aren't they all in the US? We saw the Dow Jones close down 55 points or 0.16 of a percent, 34,934. The Nasdaq down 16 or 0.11%, 14,124. And the S&P 500 beat the lot of them up 0.09%, four points, 44.75. But we did have a bit of a push-me-pull-you session once again in the US. Some interesting data coming out in terms of retail sales. Better than expected, we saw UK CPI worse than expected in terms of higher than expected, and Canada as well not doing so well. But the US was all about, as usual at the moment, uh, the Russian-Ukrainian situation, whether that's on again, off again, whether there are any troop withdrawals. At one stage, the market was down 346 points, At its best on the Dow, it was up 53. So we did see a little bit of a uh, a significant rally off those lows, but we're yet to get confirmation that there have been some uh, trooper movements from Russia pulling back from that uh, border with the Ukraine. And that, of course, is what's driving the market at the moment. But what is driving our market are very much results. And we had some good results yesterday driving in the market higher. We're up 78 points at the close. We're up three points on the SPY, 72.06. But uh, be aware that that fair value in that SPY futures price is being pushed around a lot at the moment by the dividends, uh, because that's the way the SPY futures fair value is calculated. And the fact that uh, CBA went ex-dividend $1.75 yesterday uh, means that it's getting slightly more advantageous to own futures than it is to own stocks as stocks go ex-dividend. So that will creep up naturally in terms of that SPY futures price. But we are set for a relatively positive open today. So that will be good. Uh, The VIX index, which is the measurement of fear, I guess, in the market in the US. Still a very modest 24 points, down one point last night, 5.5%. And considering all the risks that are out there as we head into the FOMC meeting in March, we did get some Federal Reserve meeting minutes last night, which were pretty much as expected. But given the uh, the potential for a disruption to markets because of Ukraine and the disruption to markets because of the potential for a half a point rise from the FOMC meeting in March. That VIX index still very sanguine about things, down 5.5% last night. Doing well last night, though, was commodities uh, doing very well. Brent crude up 1.64%, bouncing higher as uh, we didn't see any troops withdraw from the front line, apparently. But uh, yet to be confirmed either way. Brent crude up $1.53, 94.81. WTI up dollars 93.66, 1.73%. Gold, a winner from the back on in terms of uh, hedges and safe havens, up $15.30, 0.82%, The iron ore price also had a bounce up 3%, $4.10, 140.30. 
Uh, they were easier in our time zone yesterday in Dalian Iron Futures, and I believe that the uh, Chinese authorities are meeting with some of the iron ore players today uh, after they tried to uh, put a bit of a dampener on iron ore prices. So all eyes will be on Dalian Futures today as we progress and that, of course, will feed into our iron ore stocks. The Aussie dollar pushing higher, 71.94 there for the Aussie dollar. In other commodities last night, copper up 0.4, nickel up 0.7, aluminium up 1.4, zinc unchanged, lead doing well up 1.9, and tonne up 0.3 of a percent. Miners last night, we saw Freeport up 1.3, Alcoa up 5% last night. Alcoa just going nuts. Very good for AWC, which seemed to be lagging somewhat. Um, but uh, we also saw Tech up 2.2, Anglo up 1.9, Vale up 1.7, and Arbamile, the big lithium company, pointing to more uh, support for the lithium market up 1.9% as well. BHP in ADR terms was up 1.8%, and Rio up 1.8% as well. Here you can see the S&P 500, and you can see there that after 2 o'clock, when we saw those minutes come out from the Fed, uh, we did have that big rally back. But up till then, it was a little bit under pressure because of the uh, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Major stories last night. Uh, the stocks rise as Fed minutes bring no real surprises. NATO says Europe security crisis is now the new normal. I would urge you to read the article in the Sydney Morning Herald. I'm sure it's in the age as well. Fairfax generally from Ambrose Evans Pritchard from The Telegraph in London regarding the situation with Russia. And uh, it's um, really, it won't be that worried about sanctions given the position that is in at the moment, given that oil is nearly 100 bucks and it supplies 41% of the energy needs to Germany, which explains why Germany has been very wishy-washy on the whole thing. And despite Joe Biden saying that there are a united allied front against uh, Russia. It is very ununited if you take into account Germany, which should be the leader of Europe and has been a laggard on defence spending for obvious reasons over the years. And also the new Chancellor Schulz seems to be very wishy-washy on the gas pipeline Nord Stream 2. COVID news. At least the Russian thing has pushed COVID off the front page and it does seem as if COVID is fading very much into the background. Fauci says, though, that COVID matrix points sharply downward. That is some good news there. Biden says Russian invasion of Ukraine remains a distinct possibility, but the US has not verified Putin's claim of troop withdrawal. Putin could keep them there for a long, long time. They have the fourth biggest sovereign wealth fund in the world and a debt that most Western countries would be proud of, owning 18% of GDP. Uh, a poll, the Fed to kick off a rate, tight, tightening, uh, rate tightening cycle in March with a 25 basis point rate hike, but more aggressive move possible. Well, we all know that. In the ECB, Schnabel warns house price inflation may justify tighten ECB policy. And uh, they're all out and about, the ECB heads at the moment. Villaroy says asset purchases could end in Q3 without a rate hike. Really? PBOC governor says growth will return to potential rate in 2020. The Chinese inflation did cool in January, so it does offer Beijing some room to stimulate growth. UK inflation at a record high in January. Looking forward to those 50% rate uh, increases for energy come April the 1st. 
South Korea adds most jobs since 2000, and Japanese manufacturing sentiment falls to an 11-month low. Whilst here today, what to expect? Well, certainly we should see a little bit of a resurgence in resource stocks today, but it will very much be concentrated once again on results, and that will set the tone. Yesterday, that 78-point rally uh, was set by the likes of uh, corporate travel results, by the likes of... um, uh, Treasury wine estates and, of course, the big daddy of them all, CSL, which has been under the pump for some time. And uh, the bloodletting seemed to stop yesterday and the stock did have a really good rally, but still uh, very much below where those institutions got stuffed with the stock uh, when they bought Vifor Pharma. But it does seem to be that analysts are talking about it as a growth stock again, although the growth is somewhat anemic, if you pardon the pun. Uh, We also get labour force numbers for January, employment change, participation rate and unemployment rate. We did see those US retail sales jumping by the most in 10 months in January, which is interesting considering we have seen consumer confidence fading in the US. So maybe people are out there trying to beat the inflation at the moment by buying stuff, even though they are not that confident about stuff. Canadian CPI, three decade high in January. This is happening around the world. Luckily for Australia, we don't seem to have quite the same price pressures here, but certainly there are price pressures in the system. Even Treasury Wine Estates yesterday was talking about raising the prices of its premium brands. 10-year yields in the US, 2.04%. Australia, 2.23%. Germany, plus, positive, 0.27%. So that will be interesting for... um, those watching rates at the moment. In the US, uh, we did see those technology stocks uh, not doing too much, to be honest, and the bank's not doing too much in the US either. So not a great lead there from technology. Block was down 5.4%, so that will obviously affect Square, the artist formerly known as Afterpay. But generally, we should be relatively firm today, but we do have a slew of numbers coming out uh, West Farmers is out already, cuts dividend, profit falls 12.7% to 1.2 billion, dividend down to 80 cents from 88 cents, obviously impacted by COVID and Omicron lockdowns there and footfall traffic falling. Uh, Telstra will be out as well today, haven't seen those as yet. Challenger were out, They've, uh, they seem to have had a relatively good set of numbers, upgraded the dividend uh, 21%. To 11.5 cents. Revenue rose 15 and a bit percent to 1.48 billion. Net profit climbing 26.6% to 282 million. Star City trading 7% ahead of 2021. Uh, first half revenue was down at 23%. Obviously, once again, another company deeply affected by Omicron and closures, showing a net loss of 74 million and no dividend declared there. Origin, revenue rose 7% to $6.5 billion, but the loss at least fell down from last year's loss. Interim dividend, 12.5 cents, and they have upgraded 2022 EBITDA guidance. Transurban, out as well this morning, 4.8% decrease in traffic, hardly unexpected given Omicron, etc. $0.15 cents a share distribution, and the main highlight really was the agreement on the Westgate Tunnel Project. Uh, which has been an overhang for Transurban for some time. Question of the day today. What has been the standout result so far for you this reporting season? Some good ones yesterday and some bad ones as well. Net wealth was one of the ones that the market didn't really like. 
But uh, some good ones yesterday included Treasury, Wine Estate, Corporate Travel, and of course CSL, which has been under the pump for a, a little while. So what for you has been the standout result so far? Not only a kick on the day, but also a kick on the pre on the following days and uh, continuing to kick perhaps. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. As usual, it's a fantastic group. Members helping members is our strategy. And we have got the morning meeting podcast now uh, well established. And a few changes to that today, which is going to be interesting and going to add a lot of value to members, I would suspect, in terms of uh, what we call the pitch where all of our um, team will be pitching one idea, one money-making idea, because at the end of the day, that is what we are here for. That is what we are in business for, is to make you guys money. There's also the On The Desk podcast and the On The Couch podcast, and I'm hoping, ever hoping, that I will be able to nail down the boss today at 1 o'clock and uh, ask him some of your questions and talk to him about the market in general. So you can sign up to any of those podcasts. And if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. You can sign up for marcustoday.com.au. You can sign up there for a free two-week trial and give us a go. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.